This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everyone, welcome back to 90 Day Fiancé What the Fuck with me, Nadia. And I too have 68 text messages, but they're mostly from my mom. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Miriam, and I just want to ask you and uh, Lon, did you guys, either of you guys gain weight this week? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, look heavy. My, <laughs> <name's>, heavy. <laughs> my name is Lon, I uh, just wanted to wish everybody a happy 420, uh, be safe, uh, and uh, yeah, smoke a doobie if it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> um, let's start with, look at my notes here. I actually want to start with, um, you know, speaking of heavy, um, Darcy, Tom and Darcy, um, because I only have one line that I wrote down on the, you know, while watching their scene, and it's twinsy ugly cry. <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> um, I have absolutely not much to say about Darcy. I feel bad for her, obviously. And, we, I, you know, we are all team Darcy. But at the same time, like, we all know she's going to get a spinoff. In fact, according to one website, she's already engaged. Um, mm. So sorry, but spoilers. <laughs> um, so, I, I again, yeah, so I, I, I don't know what you, if you guys have anything to say about you know, Darcy, I know next week is going to be super interesting because Tom decided to um, go to Connecticut and surprise her. Um, I don't know. Uh, over to you guys. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what's going to happen next week. Um, I don't think, I think Tom's just trying to hold on to that 15 minutes of fame, you know. I think that he really kind of gets how stupid he sounded the last time him and Darcy um, kind of, you know, chatted at the restaurant. So I'm excited to see that, but I just feel like, you know, this whole Darcy storyline, it, it's like, they know we want to hear about her. So they just keep like throwing these like little bones just to motivate us to like see the next episode. Um, so I hope that there's more content actually. So I hope we get to see her and I get to kind of, I hope we get to see more of her, I guess. Yeah, so for me, I really like <laughs> I really liked last night's episode with Darcy's segment. Um, the reason I love Darcy is because she she is emotional um, when she when she flies when she flies off the handle when she's super emotional and losing her shit. For me, that's that's super entertaining. <laughs> I don't think the show would be the same if she was like super level headed and was just like, okay, sure, <laughs> I wouldn't be as entertained. But um, to see her and her twin sister, uh, it was like there was two of them like doing the same like faces <laughs> and crying, and it was it was a double dose of, of the stuff I enjoy. And like they, um, they did a good job of editing it where like it would show Darcy make a face and her sister make a face yeah. <laughs> and then Darcy make another face uh, without even, know. you know, yeah. Words, yeah. words being said. And oh my that's God. like, that's the pinnacle of entertainment. <laughs> they didn't need to say anything. They didn't need to say anything. I know. They were like just like, face, pilot. face, my yeah. face now. And then it was like, yes. And it was just so, so for me, it was just like, oh, this is, 
this is the climax of, of the season right now. I don't care what happens next episode. We got last night's episode and it was just, it was, it was entertaining. And I, and yeah, I love Darcy. I, I totally feel bad for her. This is why I, this is why I tune in. This is why I have a coffee mug that I drink coffee out of with Darcy crying on it. Like this is, what, <laughs> this is the stuff that like, that, that I tune in for. So. I, I wish we could like poll people and people and ask them like who has the better crying meme? Is it Darcy, Kim Kardashian, or Jordan? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh. Jordan. yeah. Hers what? is like up. Hers is up there, right? Because now everyone associates Darcy with that crying face, and mm-hmm. she. I think she knows it, and she just plays it, plays it the, up. You the know? fact that you made that comparison. Like, come on, this is someone, this is someone, right, this is someone I don't think not too many people know about, or that I would assume not too many people would know about, but if she's memeing, and she's being compared to a Michael Jordan and a Kim Kardashian, come on, like, what, what higher compliment can be made at this point? Okay, uh, can I I just (laughs) add that 90 Day Fiance was the number one viewed show last week, according to the data. So it is a very popular show. I don't know if it's because it's like quarantine version. Everyone's like home. So like they're watching it, but it was number one. Just throwing that out there. I think social media has a lot to do with it because. I think so too. Yeah. Because at first you would see, people would see memes and they don't know what, what the heck's going on. And if you read the comments, you'll see people going, where's this from? Or who is that? And they don't get it. And then, you know, all it takes is some good word of mouth on the right page, on the right platform. And before you know it, people are going to tune in. So, yeah. Oh, no. Props to TLC. Yeah. Props to the entire 90 Day Fiance cast. Um, I, 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 it's a great show. I know we like to talk about it a lot. But, yeah, good. That's, that's yeah. Awesome. Uh, speaking of tuning in, I just want to shamelessly plug our podcast. It's now on Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So, please subscribe Yay. and follow. Um <laughs> So, um, <laughs> speaking of interwebs, uh, where Yolanda? And are we still talking about her? I thought she like, you know, sent her nudes to some Nigerian guy. I know. To to, I mean, you know, she sent some, she, she sent nudes to Williams. That's how she calls the, him, the like Williams. Williams. The Williams. The Williams. <laughs> Williams. Um, Wait, she no, they weren't nudes. They were just regular pictures. Of course, she's gonna say regular. <laughs> yeah, to her daughter, regular she's not gonna pictures. say like I said. Oh, nudes. <laughs> her daughter was so disappointed. That look I on know. her face was like, "Mom, did you just send pictures of your titties to some Nigerian?" But Yolanda's face too, and she said, "Just regular pictures." I'm like, "You're a <laughs> shitty yeah, liar, true. dude." <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! She'd be lying. She'd be lying. Oh, she'd be hella lying. Yeah, I mean, she's. I mean, I. I don't know. She's so gullible. Um, She's the perfect victim. I feel bad for. Yeah, she. But she sent her home address. That's right. It's because he was gonna send her roses. Right. Yeah. And I say. That never, just, that just never love flowers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow, oh, people, yeah, people like Yolanda, like, they're, they need to just watch themselves because they are definitely a walking target. Mm. Yeah. Walking targets for Yahoo boys, for sure. Definitely a Yahoo boy. Yeah. And uh, the reverse image search, we got a glimpse of that yeah. um, on the 
on the preview, but uh, we can save that conversation for next week. But I know I can't yeah, wait. That's, that's an obvious one. Like, come on, you didn't try to look look for the images again. I think she's very naive. Uh, doesn't know. I think she even said it last night. I don't know much about like social media or whatever have you, internet or whatever. So I feel bad. I can see how like she she really wants to rationalize this whole thing because you know after losing all that weight. You know, she finally found like someone who's giving her all this attention. So I can see how she's trying to make sense out of this and not believing that there's there could be scammers out there. Because she's like, well, now that I've lost all this weight, I'm hot, yo. Like there must be some muscular hot guy out there, like you know that likes yeah. me for what I am right now. There's definitely a lot that feeds into that. Um, losing a lot of weight, I think her age. I think losing the person um, that was supposed to be hers, you know, um, to, what was it, cancer or something? Uh, I forget exactly, but, you know, and just, just being, being single at that age, you know, similar to Darcy, nobody wants to be alone. And I think right. at her age, it's one of those things where he said the right things, um, he, and he, he, he played his cards right, and he got, he got to her. So super yeah. denial, I feel bad. Yeah, thankfully, like, Kara, her daughter, is, like, the only adult in the room, so. Trying. <laughs> I don't even think she can get to her mom. Yeah, I know. She looks so frustrated. Like, she she looked like she's about to reach out and, like, strangle her. Yeah. But, uh, you don't like, think he was hacked? And she's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, she's got this, like, are you kidding me? Look yeah. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys want to move on to uh, Jeffrey and Varya? Well, let's do that. So, Jeffrey, I guess where we picked up from last week's episode was that you know he dropped the you know he dropped the bombshell on her that he had been in prison for selling drugs because that's how he you know that's how that's a shortcut that he took in life earlier on, um, and he spent thirty months in federal prison. Um, all right. Okay, but he, 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 he nipple tats. <laughs> that's when he, that's when he probably got his nipple tats, in right? Prison, yeah. In, yeah. Um, you know, as a souvenir, I guess. Um, he, he did anyone catch the fact that he said he had a graduate, graduate degree? I know. In what? What? <laughs> yeah, I could hear that. I, I jumped know. on Google for that. I was like, "What? That was What'd really one of the things." Nothing. If anyone's here is listening, if y'all could like do some research, because I couldn't find anything on that. And I, and I get it. Not everyone's, I don't think anyone's going to Google and find anything on me unless they go to my LinkedIn to verify what kind of degree I have. But I was curious. Yeah. Was, like my ears perked up when he said that. I was like, in what? Like, yeah. In nipple um, tattooing? In, <laughs> in drugs? Um, yeah. I believe that he has a bachelor's though, but I, the graduate degree, I don't really believe it. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't know what a graduate degree. Maybe he meant he graduated with a degree and he said he called From it like a Phoenix University or something. Oh, yeah, like, I couldn't find anything. Just online university, maybe. Um, yeah, I just so so I've been re- I've been reading up on Reddit and apparently, just as I expected, TLC fudged on the translation between um, Varya's mom and brother. And, you know, the Ukraine, I mean, the Ukrainian or Russian that they were speaking, um, it's not what 
you saw on the closed caption, it's it's more of like it's actually less uh, aggressive because what when you know when Varya told her mom that you know Jeffrey has been in prison, she said like yeah I I knew something was wrong and to hell with his fairy tale, but that was apparently a direct translation as opposed to uh, an actual like you know it was right. loosely translated I guess yeah. yeah. So what she actually meant to say was why do we need this story like why do we need to hear about it so it was still pretty hardcore like you know she was still kind of dismissing it and she said something instead of saying instead of you know the subtitle saying like i had a feeling something wasn't right what she actually said was i knew there was something to do there um like as in as in she's trying to say that there was, you know, people from small towns probably resorted to this kind of behavior or this kind of criminal activity. And then when Varya's brother said, this is not good, have you thought things through? Actually, he said, like, he meant, have you thought about this yourself? What can we do? So mm. their reaction wasn't too... So it's actually more explosive. forgiving than it, kind of, than it yeah. came out to be. Right. And huh. he, yeah. And then when he said, like, he like in terms of like can he change as a person actually the the brother meant to say i just want you to calm down and i like oh sorry sorry he said like you don't know that for sure that's not a fact so like again like i think they were being pragmatic rather than kind of reactionary in the way that we would like to think that they they you know reacted like it wasn't too dramatic i guess when someone who speaks the language actually translated the you know what they actually said um but you know, it 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 seems like they ended with a group hug, and they 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 seem supportive of her. Maybe the mom is still very skeptical of Jeffrey. Um, I just don't know if she should even pursue this relationship because you can tell that she she wants bigger and better things for herself, and to be with an ex felon is probably not in part of that agenda for her. But I wonder if her her resolve to go to the U.S. is, like, more than the kind of person that she's with, you know? Mm -hmm. So, what do you guys think? Well, for me, um, I, I do believe in second chances, so I kind of want to, like, err on that side, right, and say, look, like, I get it, you know, maybe, maybe people don't change, um, but, yeah, people have a past, and I've done some stuff in my past that's, you know, I'm not proud of either. Um, but I'm, I'm a different person, and that past um, created the person that I am today. So I want to give Jeff that same kind of past. Um, however, there's just been other things. So it's the past. It's that he doesn't know how to conduct himself at a dinner with her close friends. It's that uh, as soon as she makes herself vulnerable and brings him into her place, he's over here like critiquing shit. Like um, there's just so many other strikes against him that it doesn't seem like he's changed all that much. Um, I'd be more willing to give him the benefit of the doubt if throughout the season he'd shown a lot more positivity, a lot more redeeming characteristics. And then this came up and, and, and I was caught off guard and I was like, Oh, what? He's got a criminal past. He's a felon. Um, but because of all these other things, um, this is kind of just like, yep, 
like I'm not surprised this is par for the course um so I'm a little bit conflicted about where I stand with him uh I do think though as a as a relationship I don't think it's a smart move she Varya is definitely a winner her trajectory is 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 going upwards um and I think even to come to America, I don't know if it would be worth it to be in a shitty relationship uh, with an ex-felon. So I'm, I'm kind of like feeling everything you said, Lon. Like Jeffrey, like one day I like him, one day I don't like him. Um, he definitely does feel like a changed man, though, from like what he describes he, he did for prison. You know, like he doesn't seem like he's that, you know, immature. Um, like, I definitely do think that he has his life together. Like, he owns properties. He's renting it out, you know. He has four kids. He's clearly taking care of them. He lives in a big home. So, you know, he's clean. He's, like, physically fit. Like, he's definitely, like, I feel like has a good control of his life now. The whole prison thing, it, it like, it's left, like, this, like, air of, like, distrust with him. He questions everyone. It's almost like from the days where people were, like, stealing his shampoo and, like, shaking him in the hallway. Um, I'm not really sure what happened, but he just has this, like, this thing left with him, right? Like, where he's just, like, he's, he's been traumatized. He's been hurt. He doesn't trust anyone. Um, and, I, and I think that's kind of what is going to prevent him from ever moving on in his life with anybody. And then Varya, she is a winner, you know, she, she's, she's got her life together, you know, she's very positive, happy, upbeat, I love that about her, um, but you know what, she's also one of many people in Russia, or Ukraine, you know, so for her to, you know, leave Ukraine, come to the U.S. is definitely, I'd say, like, two steps up from where she could ever possibly even have a chance to be if she stays in Russia. Um, because, you know, U.S. has landed the opportunity, and once you get that green card, you know, then she's, 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 she's good. Um, you know, she gets to kind of, you know, have another stab here at the U.S., and there's just like, you, you can just definitely just jump higher here and farther. So I think she's just going to swallow it. Um, like, you know, like, like, like when, she, when she received all the bad news, she had this, like, reaction, right? Like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Then after he spoke to her family, she was saying that, oh, you know, he's an honest man. Like, you know, Jeffrey's an honest man. Like, you don't even know this guy. Like, how could you say he's an honest man? I don't believe you. Like, you're just trying to go to America, so you're just trying to fix this. It's kind of what I got, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think that she's definitely lowering her standards, you know, to kind of make this work. So, it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of where this goes, I guess, for me. I mean, he, he gave flowers to her mom from roadside that he picked that from was the roadside. So good. Come yeah. on, that's not an honest man. That was that was very that was a little too honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to, I I have to agree with you, Miriam. Like, I like that she um she's very level headed. Like, she could have exploded and like really stormed off, but. She kind of took her time, or at least maybe this is editing again, but she came back and kind of, you know, discussed things with him. And I guess, again, that tells me that her resolve to go to the U.S. is so much stronger than who than accepting who he really is. Like, she really wants to... Just bite the bullet, right? Yeah, she just, <laughs> just wants to bite, bite the, the bullet. bullet. Bite the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be and, worth it in the end. Yeah, and... I don't know why I suddenly thought of this. Like, for someone who went to prison for 30 months 
and and now is a property owner, multiple property owner. How the hell did he get his credit history up and running so so fast? Like I'm pretty sure, like like would people would you be able to buy that many property if you have a criminal record like that? Like I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. that that suddenly came to my mind. Anyway. Well, all um, that drug money he made, probably, man. <laughs> just flash some cash, just some right? dirty money, you know. Buy straight, don't mind the, straight up cash. Don't mind the blood stains on that. I mean, it washes <laughs> off. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, if you guys have no other things to say about uh, Varya and Jeffrey, because I feel like, yeah, there's, there's, you know, their storyline yesterday was pretty much just about the revelation of his past. Um, but moving on to somewhere geographically closer from Siberia to Ukraine, uh, where we find David <laughs> straight up stalking Lana. Um, uh, that's, I don't know. I, 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 you know, at first, I just want to say, at first I thought this was very endearing of him to like want to pursue this, right? And yeah, you know, maybe some of us think that he's just, you know, a hopeless romantic. He's just, you know, someone who's so gullible and don't really know how internet, you know, chats work. Um, or don't even know what the business model is for such a, a, a chat that has a lot of Russians or Ukrainians, <laughs> how they work, right? I mean, when you chat to someone, you don't really have to spend $100,000. Yeah. I mean, he probably didn't, you know, he probably haven't heard of AOL. But anyway... I think when he got to the point where he's actually going to a house, I thought that was very toxic. That was just crossing the line for me. Like, I get it. This woman has, this woman has stood you up, like, what, four times now? Or maybe with the restaurant, like, maybe five times now? Uh, and maybe including the cruise, like, many, many times now. <laughs> I, am, I mean, no one's counting here. But, like, you have no right to show up you know, this is not love actually, right? This is not like, like some romantic comedy where you show up and she's like, oh my God, David, you found me. Now here I am. She's like, oh, you show up. Let's yeah. talk relationship and visa now. Like, no, dude. Like, she, I mean, at at best, she's going to be mad, but she could call the cops on you. I mean, this is like crossing the line. And I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for him at the same time. It's getting very uh, out of control in that sense. Um, I just think that it's also funny how like when he went to the florist uh, to buy her those nine roses, there's like a cutout, life, like a life-size poster cutout of a girl in blue dress. And I thought, oh, maybe that's like, <laughs> like that could be Lana. That could that, be her, yeah. Yeah, Lana is a life size poster. Or like I was again reading Reddit and someone said like, "Man, like I would bet my life that you know that Lana is that restaurant owner catfishing people for roses." <laughs> because if you notice, when she collected the roses, there was actually a bunch of red roses on the opposite side of where she placed like Dave, David's roses. So it's like. I thought that was strange because I'm like, is she collecting roses here? And then someone else said like, oh, maybe Lana is that one guy who sat in that two-seater like right next to her. By the window? 
and maybe his real name is Boris Lilana or something, you know, like, <laughs> like hello, I'm here. Where is relationship and visa? <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, my two cents. I'll so shut up right now. <laughs> where Lana really was. Lana was really uh, some big old Russian dude sitting across the restaurant in his car, trying to wait for this Joe, Joe, you know, not Joe, this David to show up with his roses so that he could rob him later. So I bet you he was like sitting across the restaurant in his car with his crew with their guns out, and they're like, "Okay, let's follow this guy home and rob him." And then they saw the TLC camera crew. There's a like, camera crew. This guy's guy rolling deep. Well, there's nothing we could do to him. So um, I, without I, getting caught, <laughs> right? Uh, so I just feel really bad for him. He's like in this like twisted reality. Um, he's got zero common sense, and TLC's definitely like egging him on and like pushing him and instigating and making it really interesting for viewers but at the end of the day I kind of feel bad for him so I just I hope that he gets closure and I hope he could just move on so that's that's right that's where I am yeah um uh, you know to play devil's advocate here um when I put myself in his shoes and if somebody stood me up this many times and with the amount of money I've already spent and if I was not going to come back a fifth time and I was already here and it, it was just, this is it. This is, this is my time. I get where his mind is at. I get where like, no, we, we got to settle this once and for all. I'm not going to fly back to America and then fly back here, you know, and give this another fifth or a sixth chance after all the money I've, I've already spent like flying um, to the Ukraine or wherever she's at. I, I, I don't think that's, that's a cheap flight. So I get where he's the desperation kicks in, right? And I get where he's like, no, I gotta, I gotta drive, to, <laughs> gotta drive to her town and see if she exists. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I do, I do understand that. I thought it was super entertaining too um, when they didn't like cut the scene, and then the the restaurant. I don't know if she's an owner or what, and she just like walks to the desk and grabs the roses. She's like, this happens all the time. Like, guys show up here with roses and nobody comes by. <laughs> I just thought it was a really, like, funny scene to add or just a funny, like, extension um, to kind of after the fact to, to show that this is a straight-up hustle. And this isn't new to her. She, see, this is, she sees this shit on the daily, right? Like, he's not the first guy that's been in there, brought some, you know, ordered some champagne or whatever and waited for the champagne to get warm before drinking a glass for himself. Like come on she sees this all the time and i just thought that was that was funny that they um that they threw that in there um i understand why he did it i do think you know on any other occasion this is kind of you know this is unhealthy behavior um it is stalking um I, you know and in any other context i i wouldn't approve but you know, with all this money that he spent, and if he's not trying to come back uh, to this country like a fifth time, a sixth time, um, he had to do what he had to do, right? So it'll be interesting to see. We already get a sneak preview of it, and I think that it's not going to be her at the door. He seemed really disappointed um, on the sneak preview, um, but it had to happen. He needs to. He needed to figure out who he's talking to, what's going on. 
And um, some lessons are just learned the hard way, right? Yeah. If, if, if all these signs and all these um, no-shows and all these things are not clicking for him, then yeah, this is what it's going to have to come down to for him to get it. For people like him, for people like Yolanda, where the, the signs are right in front of your face, the only answer that they'll accept is to go all the way and figure it out for themselves. So if he has to knock on a door and see that it's some dude, you know, that's been writing him this entire time. Boris Lana. Boris Lana, right? (laughs) Then that's what it's got to come down to. And um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens next episode. I I just want to like add on to what you said just now. It's really toxic that, you know, you can tell TLC sort of egging him on. Um. And again, like, I can only imagine, like, the crew is probably laughing their asses off, right? They're, like, you know, going back to their meeting, to their, you know, internal meetings and be like, wow, this is great content. This guy Mm -hmm. is just super naive, such a sucker. But then I also think, like, this, either this is seriously, like, well-staged or he, he actually has friends that that are also egging him on. Like, he called his, he FaceTimed that gym guy. And first of all, it, that's probably a very expensive FaceTime, but I guess he had to because maybe TLC say like, hey, you got to call a friend and kind of talk this out because we want to we wanna film this. And, and, and Jim is not a great friend either. Like if, if I were like David's friend, I'd be like, David, wake the fuck up. She has yeah. stood you up. She, I'll be like Anya, right? I'll be like, look, like you cannot keep doing this. You cannot be spending money on someone who doesn't reciprocate. This is not healthy, you know, and you going to this dangerous place on your own, like that's not, you know, it's not safe. And thankfully you have a crew following you. You know, what if Miriam is right? What if, you know, Boris Lana is actually waiting for him in a car with a, with a machine gun, just, right. you know, like just waiting to jump on him and, and and because he has a crew, he, he, you know, he has to call up the mission or something, you know. So, yeah, I I just I feel bad, but uh, it's not helpful that he's being surrounded by people who are like egging him on to do this silly thing, you know, this chasing a shadow around the world or something. Um. So yeah. Uh, that's where we're at with, uh, I also want to say it's so funny how they filmed David changing in the restroom. That was really freaky as well. <laughs> yeah. like, um, Good move bringing an extra shirt though. I like that I he was prepared. I like I that know. he was prepared. I was like, okay, okay, someone, <laughs> you got this, you got this. <laughs> I read someone said like, he was just gluing back his toupee. <laughs> Mariam, you gotta unmute, but like, you gotta hear what you have to say. But like, it's so funny how like someone said like, yeah, he, you know, he has to like adjust his toupee and kind of <laughs> make sure that he puts on cologne and you know, not get all sweaty like Big Ed, right? <laughs> um. Uh. Anyway, I think Mariam wants to speak, but then he she's like muted. Yeah, sorry guys. Um, I was gonna say that I read on Instagram that he pulled a Darcy in the bathroom. Yeah, I know. His transformation. Um, but I was gonna say, like, imagine you're a, you're like that woman that works there, and clearly the door to the bathroom was open. So if the camera crew could see him, probably a lot of other people saw yeah. him taking off his shirt, 
adjusting whatever he had to adjust, his defense, his toupee, whatever it was. Um, but it's just like, it was really, really just awkward for me. And it yeah. felt really like, it felt like that was like TLC's doing and they were just kind of like playing, playing along with them. And I don't know. I, There's I'm, some comedy sad, uh, before yeah. attention. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, listeners, it's going to get juicier from here on out. We have to, we have to talk about Dr. Baby Girl. Oh, and, and Soja Boy. <laughs> um, I, mean, I have a lot to say about this, but I'm uh, going to let you guys talk because I have a whole lot of stuff to say that would be a little bit heavy. So yeah, anyone okay. can start, right? I, so surprisingly, I don't have much to say about um, this episode on them. Other than what? that, other than that, I believe, I believe his mom has a point. Um, uh, I know age is really nothing but a number, and after a certain age, does it really matter? But what she was saying was facts, though, right? Like, she says pretty old. Like, is that, <laughs> is that like, is she wrong? I get that, right? I know yeah. we're of this mentality, you know, and I, and I, I got to get that. I get that. But then when got to think about it, like, okay, well, th- maybe their culture is not like that. She was expecting to see a younger girl. Like, yeah. Even with the whole music video, right? They casted a younger girl. These are not. I mean, we're pretty open-minded here and stuff. And I'm not saying they're closed-minded, um, but like culture-wise, um, tribal-wise, these are things that dictate um, who their partners will be. Um, and she, she has a point. These are facts, right? She, Lisa is old. That's a legit concern. And yep. um, I mean, when you take a step back, even here um, in America, um, yeah, okay, like uh, I get it. Age, age. Um, after a certain age, um, who who cares? But even with that said, there's still different maturity levels. There's still experience levels. There's still okay. What happens when she's like seventy or eighty? and you're still in, you know, the prime of your life. Like this, that, that's a genuine concern. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and she's not, she's not Muslim. Um, I don't know if, if she's going to convert. I know that they try to tease it a little bit by her saying, oh, I'm willing to try this out, you know, for, um, for Usman. And, you know, they had, the, they had the mosque visit and all that stuff. But I mean, that, that wasn't the only concern, but it wasn't one of the primary ones. And I, I get it. So that's where I left. That's where I left it at with that episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, I think that we all we all kind of see the obvious here that you know Lisa just doesn't. Which is there's a huge age gap. I mean, there's a huge cultural gap. There's a physical gap for me. Like every everything about them just shouts like incompatibility. So for the mom to just be like, you're out of your mind, dude, like get this, you know, woman off my porch. I kind of, I kind of feel the mom, like, you know, I got two boys. You think I want to see that in the future? Hell no. But um, if this was a relationship in America, I think it might be different because, you know, they might have other things in common. Um, But I just can't imagine Usman and Lisa having these riveting, deep conversations about politics or the world. Like, there's clearly, like, a language barrier, right? Like, Usman speaks English, but it's not, like, Lisa's English. Um, I don't see this, like, crazy chemistry between them where, like, they can't 
get enough of each other at all, uh, you know, at all hours of the day. I, I just see zero compatibility. So it's like, it's not, it just feels really like, this is a green card situation, like 911 for me, like red flags everywhere. And the fact that Lisa can't see it and she keeps pushing this is just, honestly, it's kind of like, it's, it's getting old for me. Um, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of Lisa at all. I think she's also a little bit insensitive towards the culture. I think she's like a little bit degrading towards Usman. You know, she's looking down at, at like living conditions. She has to like have her say about everything. So I'm just not a huge fan of hers. To piggyback, um, to piggyback on that, the mom also, yeah. um, she made a comment and I think it's, 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 it's underappreciated. It doesn't get as much um, attention as it should, but she did say she's concerned about how he's going to be treated here in America. And that's legit because there he's a celebrity and in America, um, he's just going to be another black man to put it yeah. bluntly, to put it bluntly. And if we're being honest here, um, black men especially um, are not being treated. And that's why we have Black Lives Matter. And she's afraid he's going to be a slave is how she put it. And um, maybe he won't be a slave in the sense that he'll be in like servitude, but he will be treated not as a first-class citizen here in the States, whereas he's accomplished celebrity status in his, um, in his hometown. So I can see that too being mm -hmm. a legit concern. And she's going to be thousands of miles away, um, constantly fearing that. How is he being treated right now? Is he, you know, is he okay? Um, she's, she's, she's probably seeing it on the news. She, you don't have to go far to see um, how uh, black people um, as a whole, black men especially, um, are treated here in the United States. So that was a, a super legit concern when she said that. And I don't think it gets yeah. uh, enough attention. Um, and, and I just want to add really quick that like, Osman, number one, he's black, okay? Number two, he's an immigrant. And number three, he's Muslim. So those three things are like, it's, it's like three like deeper levels for him. It's not just that he's black. He's got a couple, he's got two more strikes against him. Right, right. triple whammy. Right. Yeah, he's a, he's a triple threat. Right. So... <laughs> Legit, In a bad legit way. Concern. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, agree with what everything that you guys said. My only thing about this episode, and this is something that I, I've seen it happen before in my family is that I, you know, and I think, you know, our listeners are probably going to know, but you know, I'm obviously born Muslim. I just find it really concerned, disconcerting that Usman made her go to mosque, pray, even though she's unwilling to do it. I mean, she's not, this is not her doing it from the goodness of her heart, even though she's sort of volunteering. But the real intention here is to get this favor out, you know, like to ask her, his mom for blessings. You know, it's almost like a favor, you know, asking for a favor. So I'm not, I don't think that was cool of him to kind of set up that smoke screen. It was manipulative. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can see it was very awkward for her to like follow along. Um, I just, I, it's almost like you're putting up this act just so mm -hmm. you can get, you know, your mom's blessing. And, you know, I, I'm not comfortable seeing that. You know, mm -hmm. I, I rather like you do it out of your own willingness, out of your own 
the goodness of your heart rather mm-hmm. than ah oh, I gotta put on this this hijab and I've gotta like you know perform this uh you know cleansing with mom and she calls him mommy even though they're both the same age which is really weird um you know and then you know I mean it's it's great that she she said that she had a peaceful experience like a very mm-hmm. peaceful spiritual experience that's you know I mean more power to her but I just don't like this whole like set up, setting her up just to like pretend that she would embrace Islam when she's not. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any intention to. I mean, she's just she just wants to leave Nigeria being married to Usman. That's all. Um, so it, it just felt very disingenuous. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I I just have that 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 was my only concern, my only issue with you know their their storyline uh, in yesterday's episode but other than that yeah I agree with you both like you know the mom is right she's she has the biggest issue I think is the, the age the mm-hmm. fact that you know I guess you know in in her mind you know Usman would be married to someone from the same tribe you know preferably from the same religion you know same color creed whatever but yeah to bring this foreigner who doesn't obviously doesn't speak the same language, you know, not a Muslim. I mean, it's probably a, a big concern for her. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really curious to know what, what will happen. Um, mm-hmm. Though I think we all know that the we all know where it's going. Get, yeah, we all know. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers again. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's leave Nigeria. And where shall we go next? We should go to... The land down under? Yeah, the land down under. <laughs> I, I don't know who we want to talk about. I think I want to I go with Ash and Avery just because, man, what You're the hell was he thinking? For last? Yeah, I want to save, uh, you know, Lon's favorite couple for last. But yeah, like, I mean... Ah, Ash, what the hell, man? Still dodging, still being very defensive over what he does. Can we all just agree that getting 68 messages means that you're a freaking gigolo? Like, you're you're just, you're like a glorified, like, relationship coach that's just paid to make women feel good about themselves. And if that means answering texts, telling them that they look beautiful and all that, that's... I don't think as a professional like relationship coach, I don't think you're supposed to give out your number like that unless he has two phones. But I, I mean, TLC doesn't show, didn't show him carrying two phones. But it's like, I, I would be con- very, very, very concerned if I were like Avery because how the hell do you have this many text messages from your clientele? You're not supposed to divulge. I mean, at least I like to think that you know, you shouldn't be divulging your personal information or you should be having a separate phone that you keep elsewhere that you only activate when you're online or when you're working. But what the hell? Like you're, he's just a freaking gigolo who just dodges questions about relationship. And, and I'm not sure if anyone caught this, but when Avery, you know, started confronting him about what he does, he, he, he sort of like had this very, misogynistic comeback or something like he had this very like whoa 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 like what like you know like he's suddenly like trying to shush her down and yeah. I'm like yo like check your yeah, tone yeah. you know like I had to rewind um, that three times because the expression he made it was like uh, oh yeah like this yeah. whole thing I was like I, 
That was, that was awesome. Sorry, Nadia. No, no, no worries. I just felt like he, yeah, I, I, I have, tr- I have trust issues with him. You know, I, I can see why he took her to, you know, why he took her snorkeling because it's a great distraction. It's, it's his way of trying to distract her and not make her talk about them, you know, so that he can avoid talking about, you know, his relationship with his ex or his, his pure, his, his real intention you know, of being with her. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure if Avery should be with someone like him. I don't see a redeeming quality at this time, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, he just came across shady as F, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 68 text messages, like that is like the biggest red flag, 68 red flags for you actually. Yeah. Um, that Avery needs to process and kind of see and I always question myself, like, how far does this go? This, does this guy go with women, right? Like, is it just a text message? And is it dinner? Then is it like, you know, come and sleep for me with me for like an extra fifty dollars? Like, I don't even know what's going on there. So I definitely couldn't put up with that. I think it would just drive me crazy over time. And eventually, one of those text messages, like, they turn into affairs. I mean, affairs don't just start with two people naked in a bed. It starts out with text messages, and then escalates from there. We all know right. that. Um, the fact that he said, well, I'm single, like that was super annoying. It's like, you know, this woman literally just traveled across the world, left her child to see you. And you're over here, like saying you're single, like I would have just left, but they were on a boat in the middle of nowhere. So, um, I had, had there been a door, a door would have been slammed in his face if I was, you know, in her shoes. Um, you know, like he's Ash comes across really nice and like really sweet, but he's just, I don't know. He's just full of shit. He's just sugarcoating everything. So I think that, you know, Avery needs to just pack up her bags and run out of there as fast as possible. Yeah. This episode really showed finally his true colors. You get glimpses of it and you can kind of make these like judgments but last night, it all really was like, this is him. This is the guy. He, he slips up. He says he's single. We know that he's getting all these text messages from his florist. You can tell, uh, or he actually says it, he gets flowers here all the time for girls. He gets a lot of girls. So this paints uh, a picture of him as the guy who's who's done this a million times. He's taking her to places that are that are popular that kind of distract you and make you feel like you're in this dream or in this fantasy. He gets you flowers that he's probably done with all these other women. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The text messages. If this was really a legit business, nobody is, nobody texts you um, for professional like help. Get, get a business email get a business phone number, set up an appointment where you can answer these questions, but don't make it so that people are pinging you on your phone and getting into your personal life, unless this is your personal life. So what we, what we know now is that this is, this is all his way of talking to females. This is all just a guise, right? Oh, I'm a relationship coach. No, this is all your cover. This is how this is how pathetic he is, is that he lures um, women with this guise that he's a relationship coach. 
He listens to their problems. He tries to give them advice. He earns their trust. He manipulates their emotions. These are probably women who are getting out of relationships or, you know, are, are wondering um, or who, who don't feel good about themselves or, or are wondering how come they're not good enough for other men or where they're going wrong. And he just takes advantage of it. And it's, it, it's disgusting. And I like that she called him out she was already seeing through this bullshit as we could see from previous episodes, just how he dodges questions and stuff. But then yesterday she wasn't going to let up and you could see it in his face. You could see it in his demeanor. He hella switched up. And then he was like, yeah, like you said, Nadi, he was shushing. You're like, Oh, oh okay. Like that was <laughs> that little snippet was so telling because that's, that's him. And that's the him he hides from. Her. Right. That's the him. That's not part of this fairy tale. Yeah. Right. The, he he his composure and his blah, 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 that we we see on in front of the cameras. That's some fake. The him is him going oh blah, 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 and losing it right for a for a second there and shedding his skin for a little bit because yeah. he got rattled and you know him saying well you know I'm single and getting like offended that she would even ask about his text messages. That's him, right? And for him to have said that he was single and he, he talked his way out of it again. I hope she doesn't buy that shit because he, that was Freudian slip, whatever you want to call it. No, that was his truth. Yep. And that's what he believes. And it just came out at that point because he was, he was finally like at his wits end that she just kept pressuring him. And the truth came out. And um, I hope she doesn't fall for that shit. He knew he fucked up. He tried to walk his way out of it. Um, you know, we get a glimpse about next episode where <laughs> it's pretty offensive, uh, what he says. And I think she's like, Oh, what are you talking about? But he starts telling women how women are. I don't, I don't think that's his place. Um, but we'll get to see more of it. Uh, again, I don't know to what extent he does it, but from the preview, he's like, women are like this and women are yeah. like that. And I'm just like, ooh, I cringed at the little preview that we got. Um, so we'll see. And again, he's, he's a guy who's read up on relationships. He's a guy who's read into the psychology of like seduction and into the psychology of relationships. And yeah, it's great to be well-read. It's great to be trying to understand the opposite sex, um, you know, to make your relationships healthier. But it's another thing to take that knowledge and to use it to manipulate women, to use it to be predatory, um, to use it um, in, in terms of gaining an advantage in the power dynamic uh, that, that creates a relationship. And I think that's wherein the danger lies. Um, what I was referring to in a previous episode, yeah, I get it. Men, we game. We say the thing, we try to say the things, you know, that women will like. I get it. That's just part of 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 the banter between men and women but when you're this knowledgeable like the fact that he's that he says he's a relationship coach he's 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 masking the knowledge and trying to wrap it in a pretty box and saying well i have this knowledge but it's because i want to advise women on relationships no if there was another title for it that was a lot more sinister it would be that whatever that title would be um and it's you know wolf in sheep's clothing it's right. the closest I can come to it now, but that's what he's doing. Yeah. Right? And well, we're gonna, I call we're it gigolo, it. but. Gigolo. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, you know, it, I think in his mind, he thinks he has game. And then, you know, when, he, when his inhibitions were down, right, that's when he slipped up and said, oh, but I'm single. Like, who are you to tell me this is how I should run my business? I'm like, I, I hope Avery, I just wish Avery like took that and just run, like literally like swim back to the shore and just <laughs> pack his bags and like just fly back to yeah. the US. But I think, so the spoiler here is that someone actually spotted uh, Avery and Ash in Seattle, Washington. Oh so, no! Yeah, so it's like so they've, they've, they've visited each other. Um, so either yeah. they're both in this together in cahoots, you know, they, they staged this, um, or uh, maybe she gave him a second chance. Who knows? I mean, we just have to, you know, stay tuned and watch. Um, anything else you guys want to say about Avery and Mr. Gigolo? I'll say it for the next episode. I think I've, <laughs> I think I've said enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're coming to an, almost an end here. But we cannot wrap this up without talking about um, Stephanie and how do how do I how does she say it, Erica? Erica. That's how she, <laughs> she calls it, Erica. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, oh man, I don't know where to start because again, rooting for them to work out, but they keep arguing about the same thing. Um, you know. I feel like I'm yo-yoing between Team Stephanie and Team Erica here. But I can see both ways, right? Like, I get it, you know, like, Stephanie, you know, if you put yourself in her shoes, like, time is, timing is not on her side, right? Like, she, she kept saying, like, you know, I have three weeks. And I guess that justifies why she kind of want to fast-track things. Like, she's, she's down under to really, like, get to know Erica intimately before she decides okay yeah we're gonna have sex or yeah i can trust you but at the same time too i think it's also not a good start to a new relationship right and i say new because i mean her and erica uh, you know are what like barely four or five months old you know they've they flirted with each other online to, and that's the only extent and then when they finally met they're they're starting to realize that they're both so different personality wise and again i question stephanie's uh intentions because i mean mon i mean we both mean mariam as well you we all saw that youtube uh you know that screenshot that you know of stephanie admitting that she's actually bi-curious so i guess i was right you know she's she's you know a lot of people online are questioning if she's truly gay um Mm -hmm. so you know, again, this could be one of her side hustles, right? I mean, and Lan's going to speak to this more because, you know, he's been stalking, online stalking Stephanie a little bit there, but in a healthy way, right? He's not going to knock on the door, right? Just doing my research for the podcast is all. All right, research. Okay. Um, But yeah, I just felt like, you know, when, when Erica, you know, like extended the olive branch and, you know, and then, you know, she she brought Stephanie to this house party where again, think about it, right? It's a small town. People know each other. Yeah, sure. They might have hooked up like, you know, in their past lives or whatever, but like I wouldn't go in guns blazing, like 
sit down next to someone and ask them like, oh, have you recently hooked up? Or like, do you still have feelings for, you know, for Erica? Like, no, like that's not cool. Like people just want to drink and have fun and get to know you. This is not an interrogation party. This is just a, a regular Aussie party. I mean, they just want to drink and have fun, you know? And like, I mean, I, I feel for Erica because if I were her, I would also just have had enough of Stephanie's like, you know, insecurity. Like even her own friends say like, look, we get it. She's insecure. But why, why bring it to the party? You know, it's mm-hmm. some bad timing, not a good look for her. Um, so yeah, I see it both ways, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm team neither at this point. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm just going to say my little bit and I'm going to give, uh, the, the stage to you, Lon, cause I'm sure you have way more to say. Uh, from the beginning, I really wasn't into them at all. Um, and then things kind of got interesting and now I'm kind of bored again with them, to be honest with you. Cause I kind of like predicted this. They are so incompatible with each other in so many ways. Right. Um, just this, this, they're, they're living two different lifestyles. I mean, I know they're complete opposites and people see opposites attract, but this is a situation where opposites are just not attracting each other. They should just walk away in the opposite direction, like just never cross paths again. Um, you know, they're just really different. Um, you know, like the fact that like, you know, Stephanie's friends were telling Erica that, you know, she's, she's like a free bird. She's happy and uplifting and you're pretty much crushing her, her soul and her well being, is like, is like the worst thing you want to hear, honestly, right. When you're meeting someone's friends. I mean, um, and I think that right there, it should be a red flag for Stephanie not to kind of be in this relationship. It feels very toxic to me. Um, if people are not the best versions of themselves in a relationship, it's like, don't even waste each other's times, you know? Um, and you know, Stephanie's young. She's probably hooked up with a lot more people than she's even telling Erica about. That's just what you do at that age, I think. So the fact that, you know, Erica's holding against her, I, I'm kind of annoyed with it. It's like, what did you expect? Like, you know, her to just be in this small town and, and never have to have been like intimate with anybody. I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like that was a little bit like far-fetched for me. Right. Um, and then Erica just got super like offended and uncomfortable and she uses the word like uncomfortable, like all the time. Um, so I'm just kind of over them. I just, I want Erica to just, you know, go on an airplane and just go back home. Yeah. We should have set up a drinking game where every time she says uncomfortable, we all <laughs> <just> drink. <laughs> oh, you know, anyway. Yeah. Lan, this better be juicy. I know you have a lot of stuff to spill. Spill oh the tea, gosh. yo. Okay. This so, is it. Stephanie, Stephanie, she was a complete party foul. And she doesn't know how to read a room. She, Or maybe she does. But you could see that everybody was super uncomfortable. She was making it weird for everybody. Especially for Erica. And I can see... For me, when Erica was just really silent at the table while Stephanie was confronting Adam and she was just boiling and then Stephanie finally says, well, what's up with you? You know, and she blows up. Like, I get it. If if I was in a relationship with you long distance and I've been telling all my friends, look, I, you know, I really met someone special. I want you guys to meet her. She's visiting. Oh, I can't wait. 
and then you bring her along and then she's just a total like foul like just bringing down the mood bringing down the energy all of a sudden um sounding super accusatory and yeah. you just don't want to fuck my girlfriend like you know like and that's not how it came out obviously but yeah. like this is the this is the point you're trying to get at right just go ahead and say it if you're going to be that way there are different ways of going about it and maybe she's just young or maybe it is her illness that makes her want to just get straight to the point and be so abrasive about it but there's just different ways you know to go about it if it were me i'd have I'd have like not saved it for this table where there's people maybe just kicked him, kicked it, kicked it with him to the side and just had a beer with him and just talked. So how do you know her? What's your history? Um, are are y'all still friendly? What's going on? And kind of just taking that approach instead of just like making this such a big deal. There's just so many different things where, Stephanie fucked up at um, raising her voice in front of the friends. Like I'm really big on putting my best foot forward, especially when it comes to meeting people's friends, because if they're going to be a part of your future, you want their friends on your side and you want their friends to like you. And it didn't seem like she was concerned with that at all. And Erica was super embarrassed. She was super hurt. And I just really, really, really felt bad for her. Erica at her own party with her closest friends and them seeing this Stephanie that's not anything like Erica I'm sure was talking her up to be um with that said I did see Steph's YouTube as you guys uh, mentioned earlier and my mind was fucking blown so (laughs) if this if, if this is the Eric if this is the Stephanie that Erica saw I can see why she thought Steph was going to be a completely different person. Yeah. And and I and and if there's anything I can say about Stephanie, I respect her hustle. It's good business. She knows how to make this money, you know, to, uh and, and to be um to be a, a an influencer or a, or or a social persona, whatever you want to call it, um a public figure, I think is the term they like to use. Um but I respect that hustle. Uh, at the same time, I wish I didn't see it. Cause it confuses the shit out of me when I watch the show. Now it, it takes, I, I take that into perspective and I'm like, is she just doing this for the cameras? Is she just doing this for more um, content for her YouTube? Um, so yeah, like la- watching last night's episode, it made me wonder if this was just more attention to put her name, you know, into Google searches or whatever have you. If there was more of an alter- ulterior motive, rather than being a cool a cool person at a party and being the cool girl, did she have to make it super dramatic and super, yeah, did you see that episode last night? Yeah, like that episode was all mine last night, right? And it just makes me question, you know, now that I know that she has all these different platforms and all this stuff. Um, didn't you find out, Stephanie, didn't, but yeah. didn't you find out that she's actually an actress? Yes. Oh my gosh, I wish I didn't see that either. Okay, so when I when Nadia says actress, uh, what she means by that is she was on other she's on other television quote unquote reality shows. Yeah, and she played uh, a character in a reality quote unquote uh, justice show. Those courtroom 
courtroom reality shows where it's like people's court or judge Judy or that one guy, um, the, the, the black judge who's super cool and yeah, bro. And he like gives pounds to like people who went to the same university that he went to. Um, when you see those clips, right, she was on the, one of those reality justice shows, courtroom shows uh, with a different name. And she was, she played a person who X, Y, Z, right. Has a storyline and is suing for X amount of dollars. I don't know, whatever have you, but I'm starting to see this frequently where people want to become reality show stars and they jump from reality show to reality show. They might even hit three or four different shows before they catch a break on a right. show where they become like the main character of this, or they stirred up enough drama to be this main character. And I, yeah. I, I've seen let's, it for a while and, and, and I noticed this was the re- thing with her. Sorry, sorry. Taylor. Right. No, no, no. Uh, let's remind our listeners that Darcy's one such person. So Darcy and Stacy, um, they have, they started out having their own reality TV, but with a smaller, um, smaller, um, I guess, TV network. And I guess they must have shopped that around. And, um, and that was when they were both married to their first husbands, where they had kids with, right? And then I guess they must have gotten divorced or separated or whatever. And then I, I, think, I think they did another show and then 90 Day come around. And that's when, you know, that's when, you know, as you know, Darcy is now a, one of the biggest cut crying meme out there. Um, but yeah, like when you said, when we found out, you know, that Stephanie is an actress, now it doesn't make her 90 Day Fiance storyline credible. Because right. now we're like, are you shedding crocodile tears here? Right. Or are you genuinely, do you even have that so-called animal plastic disease or whatever? You know, like right. now, now you're questioning her moves because the fact that she's also a YouTube influencer and, and we all know that, and this is like real talk, right? You know, nothing against YouTube influencers, but they, they always have a product to push. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's an ulterior motive here. Like, is she trying to um, expand her fan base or her mm-hmm. viewership just just so it's like a you know like a sickle, uh, like a you know like it 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 will then make her YouTube business lucrative and then she can also at the same time launch her acting career and she can go from like a D grade to a C grade and you know who knows like you know one of the you know now i mean she might soon be an extra in a in a legit movie or something um and i mean she has the looks so i mean she right. she can get away with this but it, i just feel like you know especially seeing like past seasons like i wish like TLC would let people who genuinely have a real legit relationship story to be part of that cast member as opposed to someone who has like a hidden agenda like they mm-hmm. want to push a product or they want to like just elevate themselves to like from a like I say from a C grade to a B grade actress or something you know what I mean like right and I agree and that's kind of my struggle with it again I don't knock Stephanie's hustle at all I think right. it's brilliant I think it's yeah. great and I think if it's going to make you money and improve your life by all means go for it the thing is though with 90 my gripe is with TLC and with 90 day fiance and that a lot of the appeal for me at least is rooted in the belief that these are 
actual real relationships. Yeah, a scene here and there might be contrived, but these are we're actually viewing real people in real relationships uh, with real foreigners and real struggles with the with the visa, and it's grounded in that. And I I, I would like to think that I don't have to suspend my disbelief that much. But then when, you know, when, when these things come out, when these facts come out about these, these people and how they really are in their real life, then it, it just shatters that. And then it makes the episode or the series less enjoyable for me when, I'm, when I have to sit through something where in the back of my mind, the, the suspension of disbelief is gone. Where I'm right. constantly watching this and going, this is fake, this is fucked up. Oh, she's just saying that to, to get more followers or this is only happening to get more ratings and it makes the show less enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Stephanie and Erica though, for me, I think it's, it's, it's still a great storyline, um, but with, with these facts surfacing and with all I know now that I wish I didn't know, it's just one of those things where I have to, you know, it's a gripe that I have now with the show and with TLC because this isn't the first time I've heard of them fabricating storylines. And yeah. I, I think, I don't want to, I don't know. Our, but, our listeners have probably view the show a lot, so they probably already know, but I think they've reconstructed an entire storyline for a relationship that was over years ago and they filmed it so that it was happening now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just so forced. But don't you, don't Shit. you feel like Erica's feelings are kind of real sometimes? Like, Yes. I yeah. Yes. Totally, 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 totally. And that's why so, I'm team Erica. Yeah. When she was at the table looking down and there's just certain things um, that I don't think you can fake. And that's, but, and that, that also makes it darker. Because for me, taking taking what we know about Stephanie and then seeing how Erica is reacting, that also makes me take a step back and going, wow, you're seeing this person who like loves you or you're telling that you mm-hmm. love her too. And you're seeing the shit you're putting through, putting her through for what? For more followers? To yeah. your income yeah. stream? Like, is this really what it's come down to? And that just makes it a little a little more darker for me because yeah what erica is going through is looks pretty real or maybe they've got us all hoodwinked and they're like yo it's gonna play out like this I'm yeah a really good actress i'll just i'll just pout and like you know and and we'll we'll both benefit from this and i hope that's not what's going on but again when, when tlc brings these kinds of um people into the cast now these are things i have to consider and it makes right. it less genuine for me. so Okay, so let me present the scenario to you guys. What if you know? Because remember, Mariam actually brought up a good point last in in our last episode that you know, in this kind of um, you know, for was this before the ninety days, it's only the American cast that gets paid, right? Mm -hmm. What if Stephanie reached out to Erica, who's maybe a fan of her YouTube channel? And say, hey, you look fun. You look TV friendly. Let me split this half with you. I'm going to get paid by this TV network that's going to film me on this journey. And we're going to like over-dramatize our, our so-called relationship. And if you play along, this is your half. Yeah. And I'm going to keep my half. And that yeah. would be fucked up, right? I don't that think it's a lot of money though. I don't think I it's think- a lot. But if you think about the returns that the ROI for Stephanie gaining all that viewership to her channel because now people are going to be curious. People are going to watch her YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, and she's going right. to get more attention from whoever from casting directors, right? From people that 
that are watching this, right? Because I'm pretty sure it's not just normal people like us watching it. I mean, I'm pretty sure the whole Hollywood is on lockdown right now. They're probably going to watch this and going to be like, you know what? I might cast her in that next Shark Sharknado movie or something. I don't right. know, right? It's cross but, promotion, right? right? It's about it's taking, making, yeah. It's about taking. It's about taking one side of your business and making it flow into the other parts of right. your business. Exactly. Right. It's fucked up, but then what? What is more fucked up is if Erica is genuinely in love with Stephanie, but isn't, but doesn't know that you know, Steph, you know, Steph is doing this to her because you know she's merely acting you know she's just merely acting and just you know just cashing in on this TLC checks and obviously she's maybe she's not even getting any of that then that's kind of fucked up i would lose mm. respect for her like that if she's really toying with someone's feelings you know because then she's looking at erica as you're just a, you're just content you're you're just a, a piece of you know you're just a um what you call it, like, you're just a piece on my chest, you're like a puzzle on my chest piece or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're, you're, you're like a pawn. pawn. Yeah, you're a pawn, yeah. sorry, thank you, Lon. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're, you're, you're just, you know, you're just collateral, you know, and I'm just gaining viewership and all this attention, you know, I'm just acting at the end of the day, you know, that would be kind of, that's even more fucked up, but anyway. Uh-huh. Um, anything else, Mariam, that you want to add about Erica and Stephanie? No, I mean, you know, I just, I feel Stephanie's just so fake. And like, I kind of feel like I question her authenticity in the beginning yeah. of our podcast. She just came across really just like, I'm an influencer and I need followers. Um, and I, I just, they, they scream incompatibility to me. Um, you know, Erica seems like a really, you know, free-spirited type of person, and for her to end up with, you know, Stephanie, she'll just, you know, she'll be on lockdown, and it will, like, crush her soul and, like, make her, like, upset and sad, and yeah, they just, they need to just move on. I'm kind of over their storyline. Oh, no. Yeah. Lost you again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, I just want to see where this goes, right? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about the ending. Like, I'm just curious. I wonder if they still keep in touch or, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure it'll end. I don't know if it ends in an, in an explosive way. I, I mean, I'm just curious. Um, but maybe Lon knows a thing or two about, you know, where Steph is at right now in her current life because I don't know. I'm guessing she's on lockdown in, what, I don't know where she's, I mean, somewhere in, you know, in New York or wherever she's at. Um, so I, I, I don't know if she's still with Erica because this is, be, this is before the 90 days. So it's not like Erica could come right away. I think they still, even if they're still together, like, you know, they still have, she would have to apply for what, the, the K-1 visa, right? For mm-hmm. Eric, Erica to come yeah. to the U.S. So they may not be physically together, but because of this whole pandemic situation, there's, you know, this might, uh, you know, exacerbate their, their distant um, relationship. Uh, so, yeah. Are we ready to wrap this up with our favorite WTF moment? Let's do it. Let's yeah, Mariam, you go first. Um, my favorite WTF moment was when Ash said, you know, you got no room to, t- you, know, you got no room to tell me. Yes. And then... <laughs> And then he goes. He made that weird, that weird gurgling noise in his in his throat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, 
this noise that I mean I literally like just kept rewinding and I kept, I watched that probably at least three times I was just laughing for the entire you know 20 seconds that I got to see that so that was my favorite moment of the show did everyone hear him actually swallow his saliva because I feel like he really like you he know, gulped down he yeah. gulped down he was like like <laughs> That was so funny. Um, It sounded almost like a Donald Trump scoff. Like, you know, Donald Trump kind of scoffs and he, like, does weird things. It felt very, very, you know, (laughs) T-Trump-esque. Very Cheeto-esque. Lon, would you like to go next? Yeah, for me, and it, and it it was a really fleeting scene, and it wasn't even anybody on the cast, but when Stephanie and Erica were at the party... And um, Adam, the guy that I guess she has a history with or whatever, I felt like he was being a dick, not at the table. Really? But yeah, so at the, okay, let's frame it like this. I have history with somebody and that person brings their current girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever have you to a party. Um, I would try to respect their relationship and knowing especially that this person has trust issues or is is super jealous I would definitely make an extra effort to show that I'm not a threat and there was a small scene super fleeting but he goes up to her and she's alone and he's like can you give me a hug I'm gonna give you a hug I love you no I mean I actually love you and like Erica even looks uncomfortable and she does her best I think to keep her relationship in mind because she knows the cameras are filming her and she kind of just like lets you know Adam hug her and she's like gives the whole obligatory one-arm thing but for me I just read that like he was being a dick and I don't know if he was doing that or if it was scripted um I think I thought he was probably already smashed uh, okay yeah <laughs> And, it and, just and, felt and, very like co- incoherent. Like he just said, "Like I love you." Like it's like it is he's sober. Yeah. I don't think he would say that, but it, it just felt like something that comes out from someone who's already shit faced. So then he was being a drunk dick, right? Yeah. Um, right. But it was still asshole behavior, um, and that's maybe because I'm a guy and I see it that way. Um, but at that moment, I was like, "WTF, man?" Yeah. Um. Well, for me, my WTF moment is when. David decided to take things to, you know, uh, to the next level and actually uh, track down Lana by uh, showing up in, supposedly in front of her front door. And I thought that was crossing the line for me. Um, It's no longer cute. It's no longer idiotic, but this is becoming very toxic Mm -hmm. and unhealthy. And I really hope that David will get the closure that he deserves um, because I, I don't think I can watch Anymore. David any longer. Yeah. yeah. If we know just going back to like, you know, I'm not sure if everyone remembers Caesar, but Caesar was also cringy, right? When we watched him and he's, but at least with him, he gets to talk to uh, what's her name? Um, I've, you know, the, the, the Russian girl that he's, uh, <laughs> that he's, you know, he, he was talking to, right? right? And yes, he did spend money that he didn't have. He had to borrow from people. But at least he, you know, he, like I feel like it didn't go to the point where he wanted to go to Russia. 
I, I think he did express that he wanted to. That would probably be his next step. And maybe if he had more money, he would. And maybe that's the difference between Caesar and David is that Caesar's probably crippled by the fact that he lost. He you know he had no no leg room to like spend on spend any more on um on his Russian girlfriend, right? Um, but then yeah, I just <laughs> I don't know <laughs> these guys. I just wish them the best and hope that they wake the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, with that in mind, on that bombshell, um, I just want to thank everyone for listening uh, again to our podcast. Uh, um, you know, if you didn't hear earlier that we are actually on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, and hopefully very soon Google Podcasts and Apple iTunes. Um, and you know. I, I'm not sure what else I can say except stay the fuck home. We're almost flattening the curve. <laughs> um, you know, we're getting there. I think, I mean, I can only speak on behalf of the Bay Area where we're at, right? Because we, we've all been well-behaved. I think most of us have been uh, staying home and practicing social distancing and physical distancing. Um, but, I, you know, lately there's been a lot of protests. You know, people really can't stand staying home anymore and that's not helping the country um and sometimes i wish that people would do better but um hopefully um yeah hopefully we all hang in there because um i i'm positive that we'll get through this together all right thank you thanks, <laughs> thanks everybody thank you guys. have a good right. night good night